Welcome to Two Girls Who Read, a podcast where we discuss, sometimes calmly, sometimes not, the most popular topics troubling or entertaining the readers of the 21st century. The book community on TikTok has grown and expanded so much that on the social media app, the hashtag BookTok has over 3 billion views. With fame comes followers and opinions, which the Book Talk community has plenty of. Us, your co-hosts, Lily Hope and Olivia Grace, dive into a new book-related topic each episode. Let us know your thoughts on our podcast episode's topic on our podcast TikTok, at Two Girls Who Read Podcast, where you can also find exclusive behind-the-scenes clips from our unreleased episodes. Also, if you're feeling really nice, check out our individual TikToks, at The Book Readers, and at It's Olivia Grace underscore. Now, with all that said, let's get right into d- to today's topic, telling you guys the orders to read popular book talk series slash chronicles. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good um, title. Hey, I don't know about. I uh, will. Spoiler warning. No spoiler warning. I don't know how to. There probably won't die. No, I don't think there'll be any spoilers in this episode. This will be okay, a fun little spoiler free episode. Okay. Spoiler free yeah, episode. There will be spoilers. We'll put in a little warning as per usual. But yeah, let's get into it. Um, yeah. This is so fun because I get asked this question on my TikTok all the time. Like, every time I post about, like, a series, people are like, what order should I read this series? And then, like, I always answer. But I feel like this is going to be, like, really good place for all the information to yeah, just be. Me, I always get asked about Cassandra Clare and the Throne of Glass series. Oh, uh, yes. That's the two that I get asked Same. About. So we'll probably start with those. So I think we should start <laughs> off with those. Okay. Uh, C- Cassandra Clare. Because Lily and I are interesting because... In reality, you can actually read in whatever. You don't have to read in the orders we do, but Lily and I are going to read the Cassandra Clare Chronicles in the same order, I think, because Lily seems very happy with the order that she's read everything in. And so yeah. uh, basically I, th- I always agree with the thing of Cassandra Clare has one, two, three, four trilogies, and two of them are about the same world about Clary and Jace. So I guess technically Cassandra Clare altogether has one six book series, two trilogies, and then an ongoing trilogy that is the first book published and the second one's coming out in a couple months. And then the no and then the novellas we too. The novella. Yeah, I have no clue about the novellas. And then there's also the Malik trilogy which she's in the middle oh, of yes. writing. Two books are up for that. So it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit confusing. But okay, so there's like there's the very this. I feel like this order is very popular. I okay, so this order I didn't read them in this order, but this order is very popular. So I'm Mm -hmm. gonna say it. Um, but a lot of people suggest reading the first three books of the Mortal Instruments. So that's City of Glass or no City of Bones, City of Ashes, City of Glass. Mm -hmm stopping there and then reading the infernal devices which is uh clockwork angel clockwork prince and clockwork princess and then reading the last three mortal instruments books city of fallen angels uh city of lost souls and city of heavenly fire and then reading like uh the malik duology to duology right now and then reading the, red scrolls the dark artifices the yeah the red scrolls of magic and the lost book of white and then 
reading The Dark Artifices and then Chain of Gold. That's like the recommended order. That's publication order. For those of you who don't know, The Dark Artifices trilogy are the books called Lady Midnight, Lord of Shadows, and Queen of Air and Darkness. Yeah. So I didn't read them in that order, but that's the publication order, and I know a lot of people really stand by that. Here's the thing. Okay, so now I'm going to say the order that I'm planning on reading them in. So I read The Infernal Devices first. Clockwork, Angel, Clockwork, Prince, and Clockwork, Mm -hmm. Princess. And I... very very glad that I read those first because the thing is I hear a lot that the first three books in the mortal instruments are not her strongest books if anything I've actually heard that they're you know not good as the infernal devices it was a really great trilogy and I love it so much and I think also the events that take place in the infernal devices so the infernal devices set in the 1800s and so even though it was published second um the chronological order it actually goes first in the sense of the world and so I like I very much stand behind reading the infernal devices first because then apparently Lily's read the mortal instruments and the infernal devices so she would know this better than me but apparently there's easter eggs in the mortal instruments that you wouldn't that you wouldn't pick up if you hadn't read the infernal devices first so yeah yeah so there is so many easter eggs in the mortal instruments in the mortal instruments for the infernal devices and because you know there's a lot of immortal characters and a lot of those characters do make a reappearance from the infernal devices in the last three mortal instruments books in the first three mortal instruments books um they don't Mm. but if you read i definitely would not recommend so whether you want to read the infernal devices first or the mortal instruments first or you only want to read the infernal devices that's totally fine however don't if you're planning on reading the infernal devices don't read the last three mortal instruments books because while it doesn't come out and outright spoil anything once you start reading the infernal devices you will be able to very easily connect dots way too early on yeah if that makes sense based on what you read in the last three mortal instruments books especially based on what you read in the last mortal instruments Mm -hmm. book you'll so easily be able to connect those dots and it'll kind of ruin a really big part of Clockwork Princess for you. Which you don't want. Trust me. Yeah, you really don't want that. So whether you want to do the read the three and then read the infernal devices and then read the last three, you can do that. Or what I did was read the infernal devices and then just read all the mortal instruments at once and that also worked out. Um Great. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much if you want to, so you, pretty much you have to either start with the Infernal Devices trilogy or the first three books from the Mortal Instruments, and the only reason I don't recommend doing it that way, reading the first two books of the Mortal Instruments first, is because personally I found them very boring. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And not a lot happened in them, and I, if I hadn't already read the Infernal Devices and wasn't already invested in, like, the Shadow World and stuff, I really wouldn't have cared. Like, I couldn't have cared less about, like... Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard as well. The and Shadow World. I'm glad that I read the Infernal Devices first, because then when the first three books in the Mortal Instruments are kind of, like, crappy, I'll be like, but it's okay, because I've seen that she can be a good writer. As I feel like if you hadn't read the Infernal For Devices, sure. you'd just be like, oh, well, this is a very not good book chronicles thing. And basically, I'm assuming the people yeah. listening to this, like, haven't read any of the books. So, like, to put it mm-hmm. quickly as well, The Infernal Devices is basically about 
a shadow hunter, and shadow hunter is basically another word for demon hunter. Uh, pretty much about like a shadow hunter love triangle with a girl who basically is just like chilling at the institute because something's happened big in her life. Obviously, that's just caused her to go from living in 1800s like America to 1800s London which you find out very quickly um and it's very very good the characters are really really good and uh yeah super fun and then the mortal instruments basically revolves around the story of Clary who is a 16 year old in New York yeah and she finds out on her 16th birthday that she is actually this thing called a shadow hunter, which is a demon hunter and has to kind of navigate that new world. And that's pretty much the journey that that follows. A lot more happens, but to put it bluntly, that's what. To put it bluntly. Um, also, I'll say, like, the way that you should read the novellas, yeah. probably. So there's three main novellas. So there's The Bane Chronicles, The Tales of a Shadow Hunter Academy, and then there is Ghost of the Shadow Market. And so, oh, I also just wanted to say that, you know, how I was saying that, like, the publication order says to read Chain of Gold last. You don't have to read Chain of Gold last at all. All you have to do is read it after the Infernal Devices. Whatever you do, don't read it before the Infernal Devices. (laughs) You'll ruin the entire trilogy for yourself. But read it after the, like, I read it before I read the Mortal Instruments. So you definitely don't have to read it last. Like, if you just want to read the Infernal Devices and Chain of Gold, like, that's totally okay, too. Uh, but I just want to throw that in there. Um, and okay, so the novellas. So you can read the Bane Chronicles anytime after the Mortal Instruments. So I would recommend reading, you know, like reading the Infernal Devices, the Mortal Instruments, and then the Bane Chronicles. And then Tales of a Shadowhunter Academy before the Dark Artifices. Because Tales of a Shadowhunter Academy, there's a five year gap between the Mortal Instruments and the Dark Artifices. And there is the Tales of a Shadowhunter Academy really fills in a lot of gaps and how we get from point A to point B because it doesn't really explain a lot of it in the Dark Artifices. Um, and then uh, read Ghost of the Shadow Market after the Dark Artifices because it will spoil the Dark Artifices okay, so for you. Ghost of the Shadow yeah. Market. And so the next, the next thing I was going to so, say yeah. about the Cassandra Clare Chronicles as well is so you can read the Mortal Instruments the first three books of the Mortal Instruments or the Infernal Devices first and then go back to the Mortal Instruments. But you cannot read Chain of Gold, which is in the ongoing trilogy uh, called The Last Hours Truers. The trilogy, Last Hours. Uh, before the Infernal Devices. And you cannot read the Dark Artifices trilogy before the Mortal Instruments because there's a lot of spoil. It will, like, spoil the other thing for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just, like, a really quick, just, like, compiled list, I guess, to make it, like, really simple, because we've been, like, talking about all these different orders. The order that I read it in and the order I think you should read it in is um, Clockwork Angel, Clockwork Prince, Clockwork Princess, City of Bones, City of Ashes, City of Glass, City of Fallen Angels, City of Lost Souls, City of Heavenly Fire, The Bane Chronicles, The Red Scrolls of Magic... The Lost Book of White, um, Chain of Gold, somewhere in there. Um, did I say that? I said the Bane Chronicles. Tales of a Shadowhunter Academy, Lady Midnight, Lord of Shadows, Queen of Air and Darkness, Ghost of the Shadow Market. Mm-hmm. Did I cover it? 
Could I we think do it? that's about right. I would say read Chain of Gold straight after you read The Infernal Devices. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. You can read it before or after The Mortal Instruments. It doesn't matter. But I know a lot of people disagreed when I said that oh. before, reading it after The Mortal Instruments. So that's why I just kind of put it after with all those other novellas. But you can read it right after. It yeah. doesn't matter. Cool. So, Cassandra Clare done. Wow. wow. She has so many books. So <laughs> she has so many yeah. books. I, like, I can't believe... <laughs> I'm putting this on my resume. Know the order to read the Cassandra Clare books in. and can give you many I different mean, options. I totally get why people ask this question, because I remember, until you actually start reading them, yeah. and, like, you're invested enough to, like... You don't remember, even know. You don't even know. Like, I didn't even understand... I knew what Mortal Instruments was about because of, like, the movies and the, sh- the, movie and the show and stuff like that. And I'd heard, like, the premise explained a lot of, like, it was about Clary. But then when people talked about, like, the infernal devices, the dark artifices, I was like, wow, they're still going on about, like, Clary and Jace for, like, 18 books. And the truth is... <laughs> oh, yeah, my God, oh my no. Goodness, no. But the truth is, uh, from Lily's experience, it seems... Uh, the dark art, like the dark artifices, chain of gold, the infernal device, pretty much every other thing except for the modern instruments has much better characters. I hear, so for sure. So uh, yeah, do not worry. So like eighteen about the exact same characters for the entire time. Yeah, and a lot of people ask too, like, oh, like, can I just read the infernal devices? For, yeah, sure. for sure. Can you just read the mortal instruments? For sure. Don't know why you'd want to do that. But yeah, you can just read the Mortal Instruments if you want. <laughs> and then you can... You, but you can't just read the Dark Artifices and you can't Could just you, read Chain of Gold. Can you read the Dark so. Artifices if you know that you don't want to read the Mortal Instruments, though? And, like, you're never going to do that. No. No, I don't... I don't think so. I don't even think it's just about spoilers. I think it's just even about, like, you don't... You won't know what's going on. <laughs> So unless you have, like, a friend who can really explain to you all, like, the important details you need to know. But even the Dark Artifices characters play a super major role in the last Mortal Instruments book. There are only 12 at the time, and then there's a five-year time jump, and there's 17. Um, but you really learn their entire backgrounds, like, the Dark Artifices characters in the last Mortal Instruments book. So that's very important. Even if you had someone explain it to you, it's a very emotional storyline. Like, their storyline starts off in, like, a very emotional way. Um, like Emma and Julian. And so even if you had someone explain it to you, I don't think you'd feel the same way about the characters. Okay, fair enough. Because I just like I had like super strong feelings toward those characters just because based on how the mm-hmm. book was written. And so just like knowing the events of the plot, I feel like you're not gonna connect with the characters in the same way. So I mean maybe you technically could if you like looked everything up you needed to know. But well, like that's a very dangerous I'm game. Not the same experience. <laughs> it's a very dangerous game. Yeah, I wouldn't okay, recommend it. Like, you would have to go through a lot of work, or like maybe have like a really good friend who's like read them all and like can like give you some insight. But free synopsis because I honestly am not. I haven't read the Mortal Instruments, so I'm not sure what happens there. But I hear the Dark Artifices. It basically mm-hmm. revolves around uh, the the weird like adventures and slash romance of uh, two Parabatai shadow hunters. Parabatai, you find out what. That means mm-hmm. very early on whether you read the Mortal Instruments or the Infernal Devices. Um, and basically, Parabatai aren't allowed to be in love, but like they like each other, and it follows that. Emma and Julian. Well, and the 
in the Mortal Instruments, Emma and Julian, so they are a pair of a tie that's like on the synopsis of the, the novel. Um, Emma and Julian, they you see why they become Parabatai, and you see them actually become Parabatai, oh, like, in cool. the last Mortal Instruments book. So I feel like that's a very important detail, like, why they decided to become Parabatai, because it wasn't really just, like, a conventional thing either. So I feel like that was just, like, very important yeah. to the storyline, considering the storyline is about them being Parabatai. I feel like it's an important thing for you to read and understand, yeah, you know? Okay, cool. So, Cassandra done. Claire, Chick. done. <laughs> Woo! Only took, oh like, 20 goodness. minutes. Let's I go. Mean, <laughs> okay, moving on to Sarah J. Mass. Sarah J. Mass has Sarah three Mass. series going on at the moment. And I think the order that we read the yes. these series in, I've read Throne of Glass and Couldn't the have been Thorns and Roses trilogy. However, not both of us haven't mm-hmm. read Crescent City but, however, I think the order that we decided to read, we're going to read this scene, is really good. So, I'm just going to kind of say, A Court of Thorns and Roses is basically, it follows the journey of a human called Feyre. It's basically a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. So, Feyre is, like, this really, has this really, like, crappy family. She's, like, super poor and all of this. And then one day, she basically accidentally shoots a wolf. You see, this all happens, like, chapter one, so I'm not spoiling much. And uh, she uh-huh. shoots a wolf while hunting for, like, food or a coat or something for her family because, you know, she has to – she very much is, like, Cinderella a little bit in that way. Of, like, she takes care of the family. And anyway, she kills this wolf and then basically find out that this wolf was Fae. And it, in return, this – Bigger fae <laughs> shows up in her house <laughs> and basically says, "We need it has to either be a life. I need a life for a life because you killed one of like my fairies, so life for a life." And then Feyre, pretty much, she she doesn't want to die, and so Tamlin says, "Okay, here's what we'll do. You have to just come live in the fae world with me for the rest of your life, and then it's basically like the same thing and whatever." And Feyre, she's like, fine, I'll come live in the Fey world. And what's scary about that is the Fey world's, like, not designed for humans. So, like, pretty much anything can kind of kill them if they, like, you know, don't have the right uh, knowledge or protection or whatever. And so she goes and does that with Tamlin, who we find out is what you call a High Lord of the Spring Court. And basically follows that journey of Feyre and uh, the Fey, a human kind of adjusting to the Fey world. And it is a romance, so it's very 18, 16 plus, something, you know. Yeah. Mature mature read, keep that in mind. Sure. And And then, oh, sorry. And then it goes A Court of Thorns and Roses, A Court of Mist and Fury, A Court of Wings and Ruin. That's a whole trilogy that follows Feyre's story. However, where it's interesting is we have three more books that are going to come out in that after that trilogy three or four three or four i think maybe four and that's what a quarter silver flames is it's going to be the next book and it follows two completely different characters from the but that we know from the other book obviously very well you haven't like yeah so you don't get to know these characters that this new standalone is going to be about until you've finished the accord of Thorns of Roses trilogy, which is shortened down to Akata, in case yeah. you didn't know what that was. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then, 
And then there's Throne of Glass, which is her other series. It's completely unrelated to Akatar. People, I've actually got asked a lot. It's like, oh, can I like read Throne of Glass without reading Akatar, or can I read Akatar without reading Throne of Glass? Yeah, they're completely unrelated. Like you don't. They're completely have to. unrelated. It doesn't I matter. Recommend reading Akatar first because Throne of Glass is better than Akatar. Yeah. And so if you read Throne of Glass <laughs> and then Akatar, I feel like you'd be very underwhelmed. Yeah, well, I'll get into that when I get into, like, the little the order. Well, we'll get, yeah. But I do think you should read Akatar first because Throne of Glass is just, like, will raise your expectations to, like, ungodly levels, so. Um, but Throne of Glass basically is about a 18-year-old assassin. She is, you know, the world's most feared assassin. She's, like, number one at the assassin's keep. You know, she's, like, she's got it. She's got her life. She... <laughs> She's number one. She said I was going to be But then... The <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so she is... But then the book starts out with her leaving in Dovier, which is a slave camp, so where she has been living at for the past year, and she gets pulled out by the Prince of Adderlin, the country that they mm-hmm. live in, and he's like, hey, I want you to be my champion. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I've heard of you, like Adeline's assassin. Like, I have to put in a champion for my dad's little contest. So, like, I want you to be my champion. So, basically, she competes for the chance to be the king's champion um, so that she can eventually buy herself her freedom. In the competition, so, it's... Yeah, but... Just to, like, make the competition more specific, I guess, of, like... It's basically she has to compete against all the worst, quote-unquote, worst criminals in the world. And if she wins, it's like she gets she has to work for the king for three years, then she gets to be free. But if she loses the competition, she has to go back to this prison where she's just going to die and, like, be a prisoner for the rest of her life. So, like, the stakes are pretty high. So stakes yeah. are pretty high. <laughs> and, um... But that's, like, all that really only encompasses the first book. And then really after that, the whole story changes. Oh, yeah. Um... And so, but that's basically what Throne of Glass is about. But yeah, going on with like the order is for, so again, like we said, Akatar first, like 100%. Um, and like Olivia said, it's A Court of Thrones and Roses, A Court of Mist and Fury, A Court of Wings and Ruin. And then there's a novella called A Court of Frost and Starlight, which you don't have to read, but I would recommend if you want to read A Court of Silver Flames, uh, which is coming out in two weeks now, by the time we post this, it'll only be a oh, week till A Court of Silver yeah, Flames. Wow. Um, A Court of Silver Flames, you're going to have to read that novella. It's called A Court of Frost and Starlight. It's only like 200 pages, super quick, easy read. Um, and so, yeah. And then as for Throne of Glass, which again, like like we said, you can read before or after or only one or the other, but if you want to read both, I'd recommend reading Akatar. And then starting off with Throne of Glass, it was the first one published. And then A Crown of Midnight, The Assassin's Blade, Air of Fire, Queen of Shadows, Empire of Storms, Tower of Dawn, Kingdom of Ash. Assassin's Blade is a novella, but it's like the things that happen in it contribute to the series a lot more. That is basically like a novel. It's You have to read the Assassin's Blade. You'll be so confused mm-hmm. if People you don't. People say that they go like, they read the entire series and then the Assassin's Blade, but it it's like, it's kind of similar thing to... The You'd be so confused. Like, you're going to miss out on so many like references and Easter eggs, I feel like. Um, and a lot of characters from the Assassin's Blade come back and you won't understand how like Selena knows mm-hmm. these people 
if you didn't read the novella. Like, you'd be like, why? Because it doesn't explain it at all in no. the books. Like, it just, like, just expects you to know. Novels. Like, um, People either read the Assassin's Creed yeah. first or third, but I recommend reading it third because if you read it first, um, I hear it's very difficult to I feel to like you won't like it as much. They find it very boring. Like, I had a mm-hmm. friend who actually read the Assassin's Blade first, and then she just didn't read the other books because she was, like, really bored by the whole series. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm. And I was like, I get it, but also that's really sad because if you read the Throne of Glass and Crowd of Midnight first, I felt like you would have been a lot more into it and, like, invested already. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, honestly... Don't recommend reading The Assassin's Blade first. I feel like Book Talk really disagrees on this, and Book Talk will tell you to read it either first or last. Don't read it third. Either read it after Crown of Midnight or after Air of Fire. I recommend after Crown of Midnight, but some people like it after Air of Fire, which I guess I can accept. Yeah. Um, uh, if you need, like, proof, but it was just, like, published third, too. So. It was published before Air of Fire. It was published after Crown of Midnight. So just read yeah. it in that order. <laughs> Okay, cool. And then Crescent City, there's only one book in the Crescent in the uh, Crescent City series so far. It's called House of Earth and Blood, and yeah. And again, totally, totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. Completely different world. Uh, I can't even tell you the synopsis of it. Like I, I literally, all I know is that no. there's some characters called Bryce and Hunt and Danica in it, and something like that. And <laughs> and so yeah. Uh, but I recommend reading that third because just it's still coming out so it's not like you're going to miss out on a lot if you don't read it straight away like it's not going to get spoiled for you I feel like as easily as yeah throw a glass it's been out for a hot minute so like everything all the memes have been made I would say <laughs> all the yeah. memes have been made for sure okay yeah. so Lee um, Bardugo wow. should we do her <gasps> Lee Bardugo. This is another one that gets asked a lot. I feel like... And, again, it's a little bit controversial, yeah. like, what to read first, like, the Grisha trilogy like or I Six of Crows. I feel like Crows. this podcast was really made for Cassandra Clare, Sarah Jemas, and Lee Bardugo, because she's, like, another one that has... Her, for her, it's confusing, because all of hers it, well, are connected. hers is a Chronicles. Yeah. Like, it's, like, same as Cassandra Clare. It's, like, the Grisha verse exactly. Chronicles, kind of, even though she, she doesn't call them that. But it's... Yeah. But it's basically like the Grisha Chronicles. Um, similar to Cassandra Clare, all these books are connected, so you do have to be really careful because of spoilers, which is why we are here to give you the Thank order. Goodness you have us. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I want to say very quickly, I read Six of Crows first, which people say you can't do, but I did, and it was perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I did as well. I read Six of Crows first as well. About and if you magical people who go on a heist, basically, pretty <laughs> yes. much. But and there's nothing wrong with reading Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. You're not going to be confused. So let's say you just want to read Six of Crows, Crooked Kingdom. You've heard about all the hype. You've heard about the new TV show. You just want to read Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Nothing wrong with that. You can totally do that. However. I have also read the Grisha Trilogy, which is also going to be a part of the show, actually. So, um, But I've also read the Grisha Trilogy, and the only issue with reading Six of Crows first is that it will spoil a pretty big part of the Grisha Trilogy for you. Yes. There's a character in, I want to say, Crooked Kingdom, who is a really big character in the 
uh, Grisha trilogy, and it will spoil some things about that character really? for you. I had no that, clue about it. You know, end up being a very big. I'll tell you what it is after, but oh. I don't want to spoil the yes, podcast please. episode. <laughs> um, so, if you if you want to read, um, if you're planning on reading the Grisha trilogy, like if you know that you're going to read both. Um, at some point or another, I do recommend just getting the Grisha trilogy over with. It's definitely not as good. It's not bad. Definitely not as good as Six of Crows, but do the Grisha trilogy first and Six of Crows if you know that you're going to end up reading both. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably mention too, a thing about me is I'm not planning on reading the Grisha trilogy. Um. Yeah. But also, to put it in perspective though, the Grisha trilogy, why we said show earlier, is Netflix is making it the Grisha trilogy in, and six of course into a show it's like a, it, they're gonna mix the two a little bit and make it it's going on netflix yeah so that's what we mean so uh, if you want to read the sh- if you want to watch the show called shadow of bone coming out i would recommend either doing what i'm doing and i'm hopefully gonna get lily to just like explain things and see if i need to see the general idea of it or if i'm missing something um otherwise mm-hmm. uh probably read the books because i know season one it's it's about the Grisha trilogy and it's not going to be about Six of Crows too much. And so, yeah, but then there's this King of Scars and that's where it gets interesting because this new book series... Yeah, so King of... Two, right? Yeah, so King of Scars really merges Six of Crows and the Grisha trilogy. So the Grisha trilogy... Or King of Scars does feature some Six of Crows characters, but it really does focus on two very major Grishaverse characters, uh, or Grisha trilogy characters. Um, and so it's very, 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 very important that you read the Grisha trilogy first. It's also important that you read um, uh, Six of Crows first and Crooked Kingdom because it King of Scars will spoil the end of Crooked Kingdom for you. Yeah. Cougar Kingdom is the second book so, in the Six of Crows duology. <laughs> yes, and then there's a new book in King of Scars coming out called Rule of Wolves at the end of March, and that's the end of that series. It's just going to be a duology. Oh, yeah, don't read King... It just hit me what that spoiler... Don't read King of Scars <laughs> before you read Cooking Kingdom. <laughs> very big very, spoiler. Very big spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so final kind of order, I would say it'd be Shadow and Bone, which is the first book in the Grisha trilogy, uh, Sage and Storm, which is the second, and Ruin and Rising, and then Six of Crows, Crooked Kingdom, and King of Scars, but Rule of Wolves. But just to be very clear, if you are just wanting to read Six of Crows and that's all you want to read, you definitely don't have to read all those other ones first. It's just, if you're planning on reading them all, read them in that order. So you don't get spoilers. Oh, love that. We do. What's the synopsis of the Grisha trilogy? I have no clue. Um, I don't know the exact synopsis, but I can give you kind of a little what my summary of it yeah, is. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, Grisha, when we keep saying Grisha, Grisha are just people who have magic. But they also really, they live among people who... Um, don't have magic just like normal humans but in the context of this book series the grisha are really like superior to humans like bow down to the grisha you know makes sense um six of crows it's very different it's totally flipped right but in this book it's a little bit different so 
the Grisha are very important people, and basically we follow Alina and her friend Mal, who grew up in an orphanage together. They're just like humans, but now they are fighting in this war. There's been this war going on in this place called the Fold for ages and ages and ages now, right? And so they were getting ready the next day to go into the Fold, and they were really scared because there's like these like beasts there. And these beasts will just, like, snatch you up and, like, kill you, like, instantly, oh, wow. pretty much, right? And so her and Mal, who she's, Alina, kind of has a little bit of a thing for, you know, a little childhood crush. Um, they go out onto the fold together, and she's obviously very worried. Like, she doesn't have parents. She doesn't have siblings. All she has is this guy, Mal, you know? And so she's very worried for him. She doesn't want them to go out on the fold and for him to die. And so they're on the fold, and one of these, like, big creatures comes up and tries to, like, grab him. And she just, like, goes into, like, overdrive. And you don't really understand what's happening. But what it ends up being is you find out that she has powers of a Grisha. But they're like, this doesn't make sense. Like, we tested all the orphans to see, like, who was Grisha. Mm -hmm. Like, why did you not come up? So that's a little bit of a mystery that you got to figure out why she didn't, you know, know about her powers. But basically, in this life-and-death situation, her powers kind of came through. And then some guy named the Darkling shows up, and he's like, hey, we need your powers. You're coming with me. And then that's kind of where we go. She needs to train how to use her powers um, because her powers, what they were, is she's basically like the sun summoner. So she has all this light. And her powers can actually kill these creatures that are on the fold when, like, nothing else they've found can. So they're like, come with us. We want to use your powers to help, like, end this war, basically. And then that's, yeah. that's what the Grisha oh, Trilogy cool. is about. Oh, love that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely watching the show. <laughs> I know that's a really annoying thing to say. <laughs> the books have mixed reviews, for sure. I mean, they're not a bad read. I would recommend, like, I would recommend them if you want to, like, do the Grishaverse, like, definitely read them but um yeah thing the thing is yeah Grishaverse no the Grisha trilogy has very mixed reviews in terms of the writing of it but Six of Crows it's very like I read Six of Crows like five stars or something like that like it was a I thought it was a solid read um and yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that Six of Crows is really entertaining because the old the characters are basically seen as the villains in a lot of people's eyes but like you're reading it from their perspectives and it's really fun yeah so for sure as grisha trilogy is pretty they're basically this the heroes i'm assuming um yeah mm-hmm. so, yeah do we have any other are there any other like books of authors that we i mean the rest are pretty self-explanatory well the only other one that i would say that i get asked like semi-frequently mm-hmm. about is the order that you're supposed to read the selection in because there's like those two other books and then there's a novella as well so there's like six books in total and I get asked that like quite a bit they're like oh like what order did I read that in so I'm the expert on this that's cool of me that's how you said I'm you're like I'm the expert on this I'm the expert yeah, well, I read the books as they were coming out, so, you know, I kind of just, like, automatically knew the order from that, but, like, I could definitely see, like, where it would be a little bit confusing, for sure, if you, like, didn't really know. But, so, the first book that you obviously need to read is The Selection, and then The Elite and The One, 
those three books encompass the main trilogy. And then, um, and then after that, there is a novella. And a lot of people ask me if the novella is like worth it. Like whenever I post about the novella on TikTok, people are like, oh, is it worth it? Yes. It's actually a very, very well done novella. Um, and you learn a lot about like a lot of new characters that you would have never really known before. So I definitely recommend reading the novella. It's one of the best novellas I've ever read. You know, sometimes novellas feel like a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, I do get that. But this one's not like that. This, no, it's not a waste of time. And then there is The Heir and the Crown, which if you want to read them, I would recommend reading them after the novella because those two take place about like 20 years after the last selection book ends. Whereas the novella kind of takes place at the same time as like the other three do, you know? So it kind of just makes sense to read it at the same time as you are reading about the other characters. Um, The Heir and the Crown, you don't have to read them. In my personal opinion, they're not the best. Like they're all right. They're not the greatest. You don't have to read them. Everything wraps up at the end of the one to the point where you don't need to read The Heir and the Crown. It's just kind of an option for if you want to. It's like a little something extra if you really miss the world but you definitely don't have to if you want to just read the first three and then potentially the novella you can totally just read them in that order as well okay and the selection is getting made into a movie by netflix too which is so exciting i know i'm so excited to hear more about that i want to see the cast so bad they hopefully they do a really good job with casting i mean they did a great job with shadow and bone casting which is yeah. They did. There was only a couple characters from Shadow and Bone that I was not pleased oh, about. Really? But everyone else was great. Interesting. Yeah. Were there any was it any of the six of Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I know a lot of people don't really like the casting for yeah, Nina. Which I kind of, which I get cuz Nina was meant to be like I oh, I totally understand. And then they just yeah. For sure. Not only did they cast, like, a not-plus-size character, the actress who plays her has posted a bunch of stuff on her Instagram story, like, shaming plus-size people. That makes me so sad. And I'm like, you're literally, like, the anti-Nina right now. (laughs) Like, you could not be, like... But her and the actor who plays Matthias have really good chemistry, so I'm going to stick with. So I'm going to... I'm I'm really thankful for that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so the selection is also being made into a Netflix movie. Hopefully we'll get more details on that soon. Hopefully. I mean, Um, I get the vibe that they like started making it, but then like everything happened. And so they kind of shut down, COVID, which is sad, but hopefully they'll get back to doing that soon. Cause the last time I looked it up, it said that they were like in pre the Mm pre-production stages of, um, of the selection movie, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's really smart, especially because they've done the kissing booth and to all the boys I've looked before are, like, wrapping up this year. And so I think it's really smart how they're like, yeah. we need a new, like, book, why, like, love trilogy. Cheesy romance. Yeah, we need, like, a romance trilogy quick. And it was pretty perfect. I think it's pretty perfect, like, thing for Netflix to do because they seem to be good at that whole, mm-hmm. like, romance book adaptation thing. So... <laughs> I'll definitely be watching Yeah, it. as long as Nero Centineo doesn't play Maxon, I will be content with that. Wow, the Noah Centineo stands a-quaking. 
there was all these jokes when they announced that they're making a selection movie. They were like Noah Centineo as like playing Max in her Aspen, and I was like, oh my god, they were totally trying to get him to play Aspen. I just know I it, and I can't see, handle honestly, that. Honestly, the sad part is that to see him playing Aspen too. I know, like Max I is definitely know, not like Max is blonde and like. Yeah, I get the vibe. He's very, very, very white. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Aspen, I feel like he's like a brunette, and I feel like it could work. <laughs> they could get away with it, is what I'm saying. But yeah. hopefully not. I want them to do like a all original cast. Like, I love when our book adaptations get like cast members that you've never really heard of before, because then you can really get to know them as like that character. Yeah, True. I feel like when you get like celebrities to do main character roles for that thing, it's kind of can take away from it a bit. Like for example, when Jennifer Lawrence played like Katniss, people didn't really know Jennifer Lawrence too well at that point, and so people could really see her mm-hmm. as Katniss. You know. Um, well, what I thought, like I definitely understand because they they were gonna adaptate the selection like years ago, like not Netflix, like something else, and but they actually had a cast for it, and I was having the hardest time like seeing the cast because so the the girl who played America originally in that um it was like a CWT in the show, show. Or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So the same girl who was, like, the girl who was supposed to be playing America was the girl who played Petra from Jane the Virgin, which I know you watched the first episode really? of. It's, like, the wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I had already seen Jane the Virgin. Like, I love that show. And, like, I, Petra's a very distinct character. Mm. You know? She's got a very distinct personality. So I was having the hardest time seeing it. I, I was like, I've only seen, like, three episodes <laughs> of Jane the Virgin. And even I would. You've watched I did. more? Yes, I did. We need to discuss later. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, That show's a wild ride. I feel like I've seen, like, a whole season's worth of content in three episodes. (laughs) But anyway, um... Yeah. I've only seen a few episodes, and even I'm, like... I wouldn't have been able to watch that if I'd seen her as, like, Petra and been, like... I know. No, I'm sure they'll do a good job. You know who I really... Okay, you know... (laughs) I'm just gonna... This is really taking a turn. You know who I see them casting as America? The girl who played who? Bloom in the Winx, new Winx show. Oh my god. I, I did not see them doing that. Like, I'm. <laughs> they'll get. Oh, that would be so weird. They'll get Noah Centineo's Aspen. That is just so annoying. Um. <sighs> Oh, hey, I just looked up the selection oh, yes. movie. And it says it's coming out in 2021. Well, that's good. I imagine it wouldn't be too long of a uh, movie to film, you know? Like, it's a lot of talking, I imagine. It's not too much, like, lo- location changes either. Like, they're at the castle and they're at the, the poor people places. Let me... <laughs> they're at the peasants and then they're at the royal. <laughs> Um, yeah, it says they're not announcing the cast yet, but... I mean, I could, I can totally see this working. It has a lot of potential. It says that they're casting right now, oh though. Oh gosh, and they haven't asked me to play Molly yet? And they're starting... That's disgusting. <laughs> How have they not seen your TikTok videos That's and asked honestly. you yet? Yeah, no, it says that they're starting to take... If they're starting pre-production early 2021... 
or not, or, sorry, they've done pre-production. They're beginning production in 2021. And they say that they're going to film it in Santa Clarita, California. Never mind. I don't, I don't want to um, go to California. I'll have to pass up the role of Molly to someone else. Oh, okay. Oh, it says that they're also planning... If they're doing... If it becomes successful, they want to do... They even want to do the Air and the Crown, which is interesting. Like, like they want to do the selection. Yeah, they want to do the selection, the Elite, the One, and then even the Air and the Crown, which surprises me that they don't want to do the Air and the Crown. But yeah, so that's kind of like the latest, latest news well, on that's that. Exciting. I mean, it has a lot of potential. So that's yeah, fun. so that's fun. I really want so, to track there, but like lots I'm not of mad about it. So, so read these, read these books, like read the Grisha trilogy, read the Grisha verse and read the selection so that you can watch the adaptations yes. coming out this year. Um, but, and we just gave you the orders and for them. So fun. The Mortal Instruments has an adaptation. And the Mortal Instruments has a fantastic it's adaptation. A what do you it, was, it won recommend. like so many teen, teen, teen <sighs> choice awards. It actually did. It did. Oh, wow. And any show that wins a lot oh, of wow. teen choice awards is just top tier. It's yeah, always it just such great production. It, oh, yes. And the acting. The acting. Wow. Mwah, chef's kiss. <sighs> so good. Um, so good. And wow. I think, we, I think, I think we've, we've covered, covered all the ones and I can also, think of. you know, not getting your hopes up, but there have been talks in the past of a Throne of Glass adaptation happening, but then that got cancelled. But, like, I still have hope that they would, like, adaptate that eventually. So if you read that, you could also... But still, you could read Throne of Glass potentially being like, hmm, maybe this could become adaptated. I wouldn't be surprised if they adaptated it. So that's what I'm trying to say. Same. <laughs> yeah. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Oh, yes. But, yeah, I think we've just about covered... Everything. Covered everything. All the popular book talk series, especially the ones I get asked about a lot. So Yeah, those are basically the ones I get asked about. I don't really get asked about Lee Bardugo a lot, but um, still, I'm interested in it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let yeah. us know uh, if you're going to read any of these series over on our podcast, TikTok at Two Girls Who Read Podcast, or on our Twitter at Two Girls Who Read. Let us know if you have any other book series that you want to know the order to. Maybe we just, like, forgot something today. We don't know. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to check in next week at Wednesday, 12 p.m. Mountain Time for a new episode. Yeah, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye.